code violation, verbal abuse. y'all it's middle sunday at wimbledon are your faves still in the draw uh if so we're about to talk about them uh donnell how are you my friend i'm chilling what's up doing all good over here uh joining us today is our good friend andy we're glad you were hey. join us <laughs> thanks for having me absolutely um so let's get into it a little bit of news um just wanted to mention Something about Bernard Tomic. Um, he played his first round against Joe Wilfried Sanga. Um, and he was fined by Wimbledon after the first round defeat to Sanga. Uh, that only took 58 minutes. Uh, first round prize money was just over 57000 uh, And his fine was just over 56000 So they are through with him. <laughs> they're, not, <laughs> they're not happy about his efforts. And they say, we're going to give you $1,000 of your money, sis. And he's appealing that, isn't he? I, you know, I'm sure he is, but good luck. Yeah, 58 minutes for a best of five is... I think that might be the fastest I've ever heard of. No, seriously, it was crazy. I've never heard of anything like that, 58 minutes. But you know what's funny is uh, he won, I think they said, like 38% of the points against Tonga. And then Songa only won 38% of the points against Rafa the other day, so Oops. or yesterday. So Songa is going to get fine too then, by their standards? <laughs> it's kind of interesting. It's, it's very funny. Um, one of the sets in the, the Thomas match was even like, it was like 6-4. So how do, you, how do you end up with the best of five? And one of the sets is a 6-4 set, and it's less than an hour. They I was just flying can't through imagine those games. It. I need to talk to somebody who like watched that to see, because I, I just don't understand how that's possible. Darren Cahill was probably the only one watching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's very odd to me. But also, I mean, it's not like he isn't sort of known for this type of thing. He can go out and just play complete clunkers and going about right. his business you know completely unbothered and there used to be a lot more fuss about it several years ago when he was like an up-and-comer and they expected things of him but uh at this point i don't think there's any expectation around him other than he might play or he might not who knows you know basically oh, it's a shame <laughs> yeah oh well <laughs> yeah um I don't have anything else in news, you know. Again, uh, good luck to Marcos Bagdadis and his future endeavors. Uh, we know from the last episode that Donnell don't really fuck with him. He's a like huge that, fan. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I was just about to say, whatever. <laughs> I didn't mention last episode that he had also made the semifinals at Wimbledon that same year, too. So that's, you know. He's been in 06? Yeah, in 06, the same oh. year. I didn't remember um, that. Me either. Yeah, I completely forgot. I, somebody mentioned it, though, and I was like, oh, yeah. 
Um, but yeah, so fourth round matchups begin tomorrow on Manic Monday. Um, shall we start with the ladies? Yep, let's get it. All right, Ash Barty and Allison Risk are at the top of the draw of the first matchup. Um, two of the most informed players at the moment. Um, Ash's win streak is up to, I think, 15 now. Wow. And she's barely dropping games, let alone sets. So um, the last two over Van Uvenk and Dart were both under an hour. Uh, on the other end of things, Risk came in playing well. She had that huge streak in the lead-up events coming into Wimbledon. Um, she's dropped a set in every round here. <laughs> in <contrast. Yeah. laughs> but she's taken out Vekic and Benchich. Uh She was down 0-3 in the third against Benchich yesterday. So I didn't, because I was watching a little bit of that, and I thought, oh, this might be the end of the line for her uh, down, you know, down a break. And I don't know, she managed to come back and win that. Um, so, you know, those those yeah. are two great wins over seeded players because Vekic is not an easy out on grass either. No. Yeah, Barty's no. been playing very well, but Risk has, you know, I think sometimes those players that go into, you know, they have a few come from behind wins right. and then run up against a top player, like they've got a lot of confidence and Barty hasn't had a, a whole lot of resistance up till this right. point. So it'll be interesting to see if Risk can pull out another one. Right. I look forward to it. I do too. Head to head is actually one zero for risk. Eastburn oh. semifinals twenty sixteen in straight sets. Oh, so risk won that match, yeah, versus Barty in twenty sixteen. So Barty was pretty young and new at the time, but I mean that's still a win on grass, so that counts mm-hmm. for something. Um, I left that one blank. I didn't pick anybody for that one. I don't know. I'm just going to look forward to a good match. How do you just not pick someone? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to assume that Barty's going to pull it out. Yeah. I think think Barty will probably win, but it'll be interesting to see how she responds. I mean, I guess they are on an outer court, so maybe advantage risk on that. True. The next matchup is Serena versus Carla Suarez Navarro. Uh, we all just chuckle (laughs) Um, (laughs) Carla hasn't dropped a set um, although her quality of opponent hasn't been anywhere near what she's about to see tomorrow so uh, and I'm sure she knows that so um, us and Carla was uh, talking a big game the other day wasn't she yeah a little bit okay she was saying Serena's not the same as she used to be or whatever yeah something something like that all right then I, I look. I, I expect Carla to to do her best. I do. But, um, <laughs> you know, I'm not. You know, I'm not going to try to be too overconfident about it. But right, I, I fully expect Serena to pull that one out. Yeah, seriously, Carla. Carla's just lucky it's not her birthday this time. <laughs> <laughs> but match at a time. One match at a time. Yeah. <laughs> The um the backhand slice will be a completely different look for Serena, but it'll also be good prep for Barty if they break right. it. To That's the a very good point. Right. Yeah. Um yeah, even still Serena owns his head to head, I'm picking Serena, absolutely. 100%. For sure. <clears throat> the next matchup is Streetsova versus Mertens. Uh Streetsova beat Burton's in straights yesterday. I'm disgusted. I'm just um <laughs> 
Now, this section was wide open for Burton's to come through. It was. Because there's literally nobody else here. And Burton's, I kind of started to get a little worried about Burton's when she almost lost to Taylor Towns, and that was kind of blowing my cat all the mm-hmm. way back. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, she pulled through. She she pulled that win out, and I was like, okay, you know, maybe she's, you know, coming into a bit, of, bit better form here. But, uh, yeah, Streets of it wasn't having it. I'm not that surprised, to be honest. I don't, I mean, Burton's on grass hasn't historically been that strong, so... I mean, right, I thought she I, made a. I thought she made the second week last year. Did she not? She yeah, did. She made the quarterfinals last. Uh, but that last was year. her first time past the third round. Right. Okay. Yeah, she made the quarters last year. Mm. Mm. Um, the head-to-head here is one zero for Mertens. The U.S. Open last year, they faced off. Yeah, I expect Mertens to win this. Street Silver doesn't make slam quarterfinals. I'm picking Streets of I think I think I'm leading Streets of too. Something I someone had mentioned that this might be like one of her last Wimbledon, so I think she's playing kind of with the chip on her shoulder. Mm. So we'll see. It'll be it'll be a very uh interesting match. You know, Streets of can get a little feisty out there. Mm-hmm. So we Yeah, I'm still I'm, I'm picking Mertens for sure. Definitely, definitely leaning merchants. I just don't see it. I think Streets have made the quarterfinals here once. But, um, yeah, I don't, I do not see it for Fair enough. The next matchup is Conta versus Kavitova. Um, Conta this is some bullshit. Child, okay. Mm. <laughs> this is some bullshit. I cannot believe Sone let this woman beat her. I fully insane. can believe it. That's four I, and zero oh this year. That and that is insane. That's why I thought Sloan was going to turn it around. You know, we playing in the slam. She won the first set. She was playing very well in that second set until she got broken for it, and then just completely disappeared in the third. That was when she ridiculous. didn't get that break. I think she was at like a three all or something. It was early, like midway through that second set. She had tons of break points and didn't convert, mm-hmm. and then she was never the same after that. No mental concern when you do stuff like that when you don't take your chances. So it's I didn't crazy. realize I... that Sloan had only been past the third round here once. I thought it was more than that. Really? She made the quarterfinals in twenty thirteen, so that's the only time she made it, it past round three? Yes. All other finishes were either in the third round or the first round, and that's all the way back to two thousand twelve. Jesus wow. Christ. Yeah. But as slow as this grass was playing, this was a good look for her to go deep. Was, yeah. She likes she likes that kind of stuff. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't. It's, it's a messed up chance for her. I don't know. But Conta Kavitova is going to be interesting. Um, it is. I think Petrova be has been picking up a little bit of speed. So, yeah. yeah. Um, you know how dangerous she can get when she makes the second week mm-hmm. of this oh, tournament. Jesus. So. Oh lord! Oh lord! At least she's in. Oh, she's in our half, isn't she? She sure is. <laughs> I was like, at least she's in the box. No, <laughs> no, no, I think uh, I think Conta Kavita was going to be really good. Conta, she she knows she can redirect somebody's power into a damn angle forehand or backhand somewhere. It's crazy how she does that. But um, yeah. yeah, I think um, I think Kavita was going to get through this one now. I sure hope so. I hope so too. I think she's rounded into. 
better form. She's at Wimbledon where she loves to be. So I, I think she's good. You know, it's, it's Conta's home slam, but that hasn't meant much. No. 3-1 head-to-head for Petra. Um, although Conta's win did come on grass in Eastbourne. Um, in mm. her, her only good season in 2016. Um, but I'm picking Petra, so. Yeah, and I imagine Conta will get, I mean, she's going to have overwhelming crowd support, but against a sentimental mm. favorite, she might have right. a little bit less. So, right. We'll see. Uh, can I say that I was surprised that Anisimova lost to Lynette like that? I mean, I probably shouldn't be because she's still just a teenager, and that yeah. French Open run was nothing short of kind of a miracle. But I, I, didn't, I just didn't see Lynette beating her. I thought she was going to make it to Kavitova at least. Yeah, yes. that's it's a big contrast between her first two slams this year and then this result. Yeah, um, but you know, she... grass is not um, grass is not an easy adjustment for anybody early in their careers. You kind of right. you kind of have to take your time with that and get used to the surface a little bit more. So true. Yeah. Um, the next matchup for the fourth round is Vitalina Martich. Complete toss-up in my mind. Definitely, but I picked Martich to make make it through this one. I think I have Martich all the way in the semis here. Same. But um, mm-hmm. that would not be surprising to me. She's but, been playing uh, so well. Svitolina should have lost in round two. She lucky that her uh, opponent was cramped up like that. Listen, I'm but, surprised um, to see her here. That's all I. That's what I have down. I'm surprised. I'm more surprised to see her here than I am Martich because I had Martich at least in the quarters and not the semis. Right. Let me see. What is this? Uh, does this equal Svitolina's best result here? Yep. Yeah, it does. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> just her second time in the round of 16 here. First was in 2017. Mm-hmm. She's still yet to make a slam semi. The wow. difference here being is that um, the head-to-head is 3-1 for Svitolina. Um, and Martich's win came back in 2013 when Svitolina was a fetus. So, Damn! Um, <laughs> Yeah, but I'm still picking Martich, so I don't care. It's a slam, so. Right, it's a slam, so we're going to pick Martich. The next matchup is Muchova versus Plishkova. Okay, Uh, Plishkova took out Saisu Wei in the last round. I don't, I was really hoping that Saisu Wei was going to pull it out. Yeah, me too. Yeah. It looked like she had a chance. I didn't watch the match, but uh, the highlights looked really entertaining. Pliskova was running around that court, which mm, uh, was uh, a surprise for many, mm-hmm. I think. But <laughs> she's she's looking, she, <laughs> but she's looking solid on the grass. She blitzed her way to the title in Eastbourne, so mm-hmm. she's playing really well. Yeah, I think uh, I think Pliskova was going to make this quarterfinal. Mm-hmm. But um, it'll be it'll be her first one, but then quarterfinal. So I don't know. Hopefully, the occasion overtakes her because she got to go. Muchova hasn't dropped a set, so maybe that'll be worth something coming in that she has a little bit of confidence. Who did she play? Krunich, um, Rangel, and Contevate. Contevate. Mm. Mm. That's a that's a pretty good win, I guess. Yeah, it's not bad. 
Tushkova took out the casual queen, though. That's a that's a top notch win right there. That is, <laughs> especially on grass. Yeah. She also took out Puig, who hasn't been worth a damn since she won that gold medal. Puig has been playing better this year, though. Who is she? She has. Yeah, she's she's been doing a little bit better. She's coached by uh, Kamal Mary, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. So he's yep, been yeah. he's been turning it around a little bit for her. I expected her to have at least a little bit more fight versus Pliskova. I didn't expect a straight sets win there, but um, yeah. This next matchup though is the Who's highlight. Okay. Yeah, uh, the yeah. fourth this, round. Everybody's gonna be looking at this. Hollop versus Coco Goff. Um, Hollop is very quietly into the second week. I don't feel like I've seen a whole lot about her. She and that's how she likes it. Nobody is looking right. at her or Absolutely. talking about her, and that's because she's fallen so far off. Mm-hmm. And, and she hasn't really been playing that solidly in the first week either. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Saznovich had a lot of opportunities in the first round. She lost a set to Buzarnescu. She um, got it together. And Vika didn't. Vika didn't put up much of a fight. So yeah, that's true. She's in without really having to do a whole lot, but that's a big ask for for Coco. Mm-hmm. Um, on are they back on center court? I'm assuming. <laughs> uh, I think they're on one. Okay. Yeah, I think there's only one women's match on center, and that's uh, Kanta and Kvitova. Ah, okay. Mm. Uh, it was interesting the other day. I was watching uh, Halep Azarenka, and the number of times the commentators referred to Simona as world number one <laughs> during that match uh, was a little alarming. I think I think the players kind of even feel like she hasn't been playing that well this year, but she still has a big target on her back. So Maybe Sam Groth will write them a letter. Since <laughs> yeah, I wonder if he's upset about it. it um, does, it's, this... it's weird for her to be that low, though. Like, it's very, I don't know. Yeah, she, um, She's been like top four for a while now. A long yeah. time. Um, this section, it was uh, very disappointing to see Keys go out the way she did in round two. Uh, Seriously, I, I think. Uh, semis, I, yeah, I think I might have had Keys like in at least the quarterfinals. She's always usually good, at least for a fourth round at a slam. Like, she's pretty she consistent is. about that. Yeah, she. Uh, yeah, she went out to Herzog. Who then went out to golf? <laughs> there you go. And if I didn't watch the Keys uh, Erzog match, but if it was anything like the way she played against Coco, it seems like she, all she had to do was put the ball back in the court. Yeah. And Keys was missing, so that's tough. I don't. I, I feel a lot for these players who look forward to the the grass season so much, and then I almost feel like they put too much pressure on themselves to play well. Mm-hmm. It's so, so short. Yep. There's so few chances, you know, and then it's like a slam, boom, right away, you know. It's tough. I feel like Keys should be way better on grass than she is. I feel like she should be way better, period, than she is, but maybe she's just not that girl. She might be one of those players who I feel like she's been doing a lot better on clay the last few years. She might be one of those players mm-hmm. who's made changes to compete on clay that might have affected her when it comes to competing on grass a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm. I could see that. And can we just mention uh, Kasatana, who was seated 29 here, 
and just went out to Tom Tomjanovich in round one in very disappointing fashion, but not shocking at all because Kasakana has also not been worth shit for a while. Where are her points coming from for her to even be seated? No clue. I really, I have no memory. What has she done since like 2017? Like nothing. I don't. Oh, she about to drop off. She made the quarterfinals here last year, apparently. Oh, girl, that's it well, for you, girl. I'm so sorry. Well, um, it's a wrap. <laughs> Woo. Hold, hold your wig on the way down, girl. It's, and it's and we didn't mention right. we didn't mention Ostapenko either, who lost in round one to Shay. And she made the semis here last year, so Ostapenko's ranking is also about to take a tumble. Oh, man. And it's already been tumbling, so. <laughs> Oof. Seriously, yeah. I think when I, after that loss, when I looked at the live rankings, Ostapenko was down to, like, 77. Yikes. Wow. That's just so startling to me. I figured at by now at least she would be starting to figure things out a little bit more. I mean, she's still only, what, like 19 or something? but No, she's 22 now. Oh, she's 22? Yeah, she. I think she was. She she turned twenty during her French Open win. She was nineteen when it started, but uh, before the final, she was twenty. Okay, what I think she was younger. Um, well, there you go. I don't. It's very. It's just very odd because you know, like the level that we saw from her that year. Because I mean, she even backed it up the rest of the year. Like she was still having good results. Yeah, she made the quarters of Wimbledon. Then she won another title in the fall and. I thought she was finding her way back when she made the semis at Wimbledon last year. Yeah. I was thinking, you know, I think, you know, we might see more consistency from her, but nah. And, I mean, granted, this was a very tough draw. I mean, drawing Shea Sue, no one, I mean, I think everyone waits on bated breath to see where she gets placed in the draw. So that is a tough draw for for Ostapenko. She is very much a confidence player, and so... When she gets on a roll, she's tough, but sometimes she struggles to get out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, the next matchup is Zhang Shui versus Yastremska at the very bottom of the draw. Um, Yastremska reminds me a lot of Ostapenko in the way she just slugs the ball. I can see that. Yeah, I can see that as well. How old is she? Young. I think she's still a teenager, isn't she? Yeah, she's 19. Yeah, 19. Hmm. She's a fresh 19, too. She just turned 19 in May. Hmm. That that match is a toss-up. Yeah, absolutely. Zhang and Yastrzemska. You know what's funny is Zhang had not advanced past the first round of Wimbledon until this year. She had five first-round losses before 2019 so wow. uh, yeah that was Conta at the French Open this year right she made it all yeah, the I think semis so. without <laughs> and for her first time ever making it out of the round one I couldn't believe they let her ass make it that far <laughs> <laughs> uh, and this is Yastrzemska's first Wimbledon it looks like so um, they, they're both in uncharted territory so it's a, it's a real toss up big chance for somebody We'll that see. whole section, I mean, it looks like, at this point, it looks like Plisikova versus the field on the bottom half at this point. Yep. Yeah, I would agree with that. But I don't, I, I, I don't know. Okay, never mind. I'm going to keep <laughs> that to myself. I think I, I think I have Halep in the final. But um, the way it's looking, 
Pushkova, I wouldn't be surprised if Pushkova made it there. I hope she doesn't, but I wouldn't be surprised. Naomi Osaka really just let her draw go to hell. Like she she blew, she blew her her shot here because I mean Putin Sable is a tough out for her considering the fact that she's never beat her. I guess. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, look at the section that she was in. I wonder if does um, is Naomi still struggling with that thumb injury that she had? I don't think anyone mentioned it, but I do remember in the days before this tournament, she looked like she still had a a brace on her finger. I can't believe we didn't talk about Naomi before this, but yeah, that was a, a disappointment. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about her uh, her hand. Nobody's brought it up. She hasn't said anything about it, so I'm just gonna assume that she's fine. She's still she's you know struggling, been still trying to find her way since she split with Sasha. So I don't yeah. I don't know if this is just her getting used to still trying to get used to her new team or if she actually needed the kind of coaching that Sasha was giving her. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it might not have been the kind of coaching that she wanted, but it's what she needed to get her to where she is. Hardcore season will be very telling uh, yeah. for her. Um, this is like basically, I mean, she's been on tour for a while, but she could almost give her like her sophomore season since she came out of the blocks last year um, right. and starting off her sophomore season with when in Melbourne was pretty big. And mm-hmm. So I guess we all expected her to keep that going because, you know, like when you back up a first slam win with another slam immediately, like you're somebody, you know, not everybody has that. Right. So, <laughs> uh, so that's, I mean, that's a big deal. So, but it will be very telling. She's defending some more points. Um, she hasn't done so well with defending points thus far this year, so but it'll be Yeah, we'll see. Is she is she defending a lot during the US Open series at all? Like I know no. she has the US Open title itself, right. but no, I don't I think, think so because she lost I remember her early. like I remember her being very disappointed after right. Cincinnati about oh, yeah, her, yeah, yeah. about her swing. So You're right. right. She wrote that that like open letter or mm-hmm. whatever, like on her Instagram and then she went on to win the US Open. Yeah. So I think I don't think she has a whole lot during the the lead up, but we all know what she did at the U.S. Open, and she has points to defend in the fall. So, right, she needs to sort it out. We'll see. Well, meanwhile, that's the that's the end of the, the women's matchups. Um, I think it's gonna be. Pliskova versus Simona on the bottom half and uh, Serena Pedra in the top half in the semis. Ooh, wait, let me go ahead and just start. Lord, no, for real. Oh, my God. I'll just, I'll just like try to think about Serena versus Petra from Wimbledon 2012. Yeah, she, she really... Uh... Yeah, she came out the blocks good on that one. She for real. And Petra was game. playing. Petra was playing pretty well in that match too. She was. She was. Petra was. Petra was getting ready to defend that title. She was. <laughs> yeah, for a couple for a couple of years, uh, for a, a good bit of years, only the, the only people that were beating Petra, the only person that was beating Petra here was Serena because Petra made the semis in 2010, lost to Serena. Mm-hmm. She won it in 2011. Then she lost in the quarters to Serena in 2012. Petra was looking like the next Wimbledon keeper. Well, we'll see how things turn out. Um, on to the gentlemen. 
we have Djokovic versus Ugo Umber uh, at the top of the draw. Umber had the win over uh, FAA last round. Um, yeah, he also and had a 3-0 lead in the fifth versus Monfils when Monfils retired in the first round. So, a couple of good wins. Yeah. Yeah, Umber, I, I hadn't seen him play before watching a little bit against Felix, and um, he's a he looks like he's a big shot maker, so... Um, he's. I think he's young, so I don't know how that will fare against Novak. But right. um, he's got a, a lefty game, so big serve. We'll see. Novak hasn't really looked that solid, to be honest. Um, You're right. He, he hasn't. He had some flashes against Herkash, who really made him play very well, um, made him elevate his game. But outside of a few sets here and there, Djokovic hasn't really looked too focused. And I don't think that getting into spats with the, the press about Mr. Justin Gimmelstab has really helped his focus right. either. Yeah. So I actually sort of disagree a little bit. I think he's looked about as solid as he's ever looked through the first week. Wow. Because <laughs> he's, he's never looked particularly solid through the first week. If you go back and you look, like he's never looked great in the first week on grass. He's always sort of sorting things out. Um, the backhand can get a little wonky on grass in the first week. So, um, yeah, I don't think this is anything different than any other campaign he's had here over the years as far as how he's looked. Um, of course, much different, like you said, impressed with the, the Gimbalstab and the ATP Tour Council controversies that have um, just come right in along with him to this tournament. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, even still, like, he's only dropped that one set to Hercats, and that was a 7-5 tiebreak. So he's not, even if he hasn't looked particularly solid, he's also not been in a great amount of danger thus far. Right. Um, and then these two haven't played Embarrassed Young. This will be his first match against Novak. Is this on center or no? Uh, I don't think I, so. Let me see. I think Nadal and uh, Federer are the only... Man on center t- tomorrow. So he would be on one? Probably. Yeah. Um, I don't think... I just... I still don't think Novak has looked particularly sharp for like the past year and a half. I don't I he don't think he's playing that well. He's not. But he's still beating everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, that says a lot. It's a little reminiscent of, of Serena 2015. Just not really playing that great, but somehow... Just not, yeah, right. managing to not lose. Yeah. We'll see. I hope I hope Umber uh, can play well. You know, at least make a match out of it. I, I like to see the young guys actually compete with these top dudes. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not expecting Umber to win, but I don't want him to go out there already defeated. Right. I mean, he should okay. he should be able to play okay. Like, there's no pressure. Like, there's no expectation from him. You know, like. Go out there and hit your shots, you know. Play a game. I, I think that's happens. the I think that's the problem with a lot of them though, because they like nobody expects me to win. I'm not supposed to win, so I'm gonna just go out here and like enjoy the enjoy game. it. Yeah. 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 Right, we'll see. Well, I still pick Novak. Absolutely. No, for sure. Yeah, same. Uh, the next matchup is Goffin versus Verdasco. Goffin took out Medvedev in five. 
Um, Verdasco's big win came in the second round, coming back from two sets to love down to beat Kyle Edmund. Um, and he followed that up with the win over Fabiano, who would beaten Sitsipas in the first round. Sitsipas really let a good draw go to waste here. He oh, did. Um, like, he had no business losing this. Ooh. And it's crazy. Like, that. Ma- I watched that match, and Sitsipas, he, try- he was really trying so hard that match, but he just could not keep it together. He could not. And uh, I really had him. I, I just penciled him in. Even before the draw came out, I was like, Stefano Sitsipas is going to at least make the Wimbledon quarterfinals because mm-hmm. there was no reason he shouldn't. And, and at I, least, yeah. And I saw him as being the toughest out for Djokovic out of Djokovic's mm-hmm. entire quarter. The only person I saw that could possibly beat him would be Stefano Sitsipas. Everybody else, pretty much a walking by. Yeah, I don't it was another lost opportunity for him, big time. Yeah. Um, but credit to Gofan. I mean, he's uh, been slowly getting his game together. Like, I feel like the last six months, he's really turned a corner. It's, I'm glad to see him back playing well. Yes, thank God. Y'all know that's my boy. I'm, I'm, I'm very, very <laughs> happy to see him playing well. <laughs> Seriously, hope I hope I think he um I think he'll make this quarter. Bernasco's playing pretty well, but I think um I think Ofen has this one. I I agree. I think that so, come from back behind against Medvedev was was big for him. <clears throat> and uh, can I just say, Kyle Edmund and Verdasco, that match like how did Edmund let that slip from him? How did he do that? How was it watching? I was uh, it was ridiculous. I was watching. He was Edmund was playing very well. He was up two sets to love. They, I'm pretty sure they were on center court. Crowd's going crazy for Edmund, and he loses that tie break, and then he just he just it was it was over. That's what Verdasco does, though. Like you might like you might be running things, and then you lose your concentration for a little bit, and you lose a close set, and then he's just gonna start swinging for the fences and hit you off the court. That's kind of that's what he does. Like anytime he comes back from two sets of love down to the slam or somebody gets a big win over a top player, mm-hmm. that's exactly what happens. Like every time. That was a very veteran type yeah. scoreline. I just yeah. looked at the scoreline. That was pretty yeah. veteran scoreline. I just didn't expect that at all from Vernasco because he hasn't really achieved anything in a slam since 2013 when he made the he, quarters here. Right, and he always, but I think he always kind of has a little bit of like belief. Especially like if he, like I said, like he can pull out a close set like that and keep himself in. Like he has the belief that he can really come back. I don't necessarily know that Kyle Edmonds' mentality is that of what his ability or his ranking is. So right. sometimes he he loses matches that he shouldn't. Like absolutely. Just and these in. Brits, these Brits ain't worth shit at home for real. No, they get especially, especially the men. But like you said, uh, this is this matches Verdasco's best result at Wimbledon. Also, this is matching Goffin's best result from here from 2015 and 16. Um, they have a three and three head to head. They've never played on grass, and the last meeting was 2017 Rome, won by Goffin. All right. Yeah, I'm picking Goffin though. Yes, As so am I. I. Hope we're uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> the next fourth round encounter is Guido Pea versus Milos Raonic. Uh, Pea beat Anderson, which, uh, again, I was disgusted just because I put Anderson in the semis. Um, 
But did you watch? I mean... I did not. I did not. I just saw the score. Uh, yeah, Bayo was playing pretty well. He was playing very so, well. This will be uh, a very similar matchup in, in Milos in the next okay. round. So um, that might favor Pei a little bit. But um, Roundage, I feel like, has been playing pretty well. So Yeah, he hasn't dropped a set. Only needed one tiebreak versus Riley Opelka. That's saying something. Yeah. For sure. I'm very I was very surprised with this section. There was I feel like this section was pretty open. It could go either way, but I the only person I really gave any shot to was Stan because I didn't think Anderson was gonna make it far again because he's been like hurt for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh Roundage has he's like retires from matches every <laughs> every time he's in a tournament. So I thought Stan was gonna was gonna handle this. I'm pretty disgusted that he lost to Opelka like that. <laughs> I'm picking Paler this though. Um, same, I think. I'll go Paler just to be different. <laughs> Next matchup is Roberto Bautista Agut versus Payer. Uh, RBA beat Hatchinov in straight sets. Um, this fourth round also ties his best result here from 2015 and 2017. Uh, Pierre also equals his best prior result from 2017. Um, he took out Vesely, who was playing well after having beaten Sasha Zverev in the first round. This match has 11-9 in the fifth written all over it. <laughs> written all over it. And, and Benoit Pierre Benoit is on the losing end of that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, he's never made a slam quarterfinal before. Um, it would be nice to see him do it here, but I just I don't, I don't think it's happening. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know that RBA uh, could play play on grass like this. But um, good, good job to him to get through. Mm-hmm. The draw kind of opened up a little bit, but I mean that was impressive over Kachanov. So this hey. and this section, I'm, this is another huge disappointment. Sasha Zverev in round one, going out to Vesely like that. I, I thought now I this is probably foolish on my part, but I had Zverev in the semis here it because I really foolish. thought. Foolish. I really thought play, Alexa played foolish by Ashanti. <laughs> Yo, I really thought I really thought he had it. He was going to figure it out and make another run because that run in Paris this year to the quarters was a lot less stressful than it was last year. And I thought he was, you know, kind of piecing it together. And also, this draw was very good. You it know, was. like I, I thought we would get uh, Hatchinov and Zverev in the fourth round. And I, I had Sasha getting through that, but I told you too. I said because you said that last episode, and I said Kachanov is not making the fourth round. He's not. <laughs> I told you. And look, I thought I was going to prove you wrong because he was playing. He was doing all right. <laughs> he was doing all right. But then he got to RBA and lost in straights. <laughs> RBA can kind of get on the roll sometimes too. You know, he can get a little streak and start winning some matches. Maybe even some that he shouldn't win on paper. You know. Yeah, uh, this true. one, though, he probably should win on paper. It's a 6-0 head-to-head for RBA, oh. including a win at Wimbledon in 2015. So, oh, wow. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'd like to see RBA pull this one out. Yeah, I would, too. I like him. Yeah, he's looking to make his second career major quarterfinal, his first being just this year in Melbourne. So mm. it'll be cool. Uh, Just real quick. 
do y'all think that um, Yvonne Lindell is going to stick with Zverev through the end of this year if he has another result like this at the U.S. Open? Hmm. That's a tough one. That is tough. I don't I, I don't see coaches, any coach, like just quitting on one of their pupils, but I can kind of see Yvonne Lindell doing that. Like, I can see him walking away like, yeah, there's nothing I can do to help this kid. Right, like he's not. It's almost like like when uh, Darren Cahill got with Serana Kirstea, you know, like mm-hmm. and then she she might have had like one good result here or there, but she was at the end of the day just not that girl. And then next thing you knew, they weren't together anymore. Like I think some of these coaches with the high profile names, they kind of get used to having a certain level of success with whoever their protege is. And right. Yvonne Lindell has only worked with Andy Murray and he coached Andy Murray to two Wimbledon titles. So this is the complete opposite of that, whereas Sasha's just not having a good season like at all right now. And I feel personally, I feel like Lindell kind of already has one foot out the door a little bit. Cause we really yeah. see him anyway. Right. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I don't know how it's gonna go. Yeah, you make a good point about the uh, coaches with the like high profile names who worked with champions before, not right. being used to working with these people who just can't really get it together. That's like uh, uh, Sasha Bayan working with Mladenovic. I yeah, I'm not sure if I see that pairing work lasting very long because she she can't win a match to save her life. She has and, no consistency at all. Yeah, he's worked he's worked with Serena for so long. He coached right. Osaka to three titles. Indian Wells, it was Indian Wells, two slams, and the number one ranking. Right. I feel like Clean he feels like he could be, he could be with better. Right. And Sparrow's, I mean, it's not that he's underperforming at the slams. It's his, he's had a disaster year. Yeah, it's regardless right of the event. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, he hasn't, he hasn't had a, a good season this year at all. And I thought I was, I was thinking like, okay, maybe he's like trying to focus on best of five. Like that's why he's not being able to pull out these smaller events. He won a, won a title before Paris, but. Yeah, he's he still can't seem to get his shit I'd li- together. I'd like to see him get get back to the winning. Um, I think that he's got a big future, so I'd I'd like to see him get out of this rut. Yeah, he he's still very young. He's only twenty two, but he needs to pull it together before he loses too many points and his ranking drops too low and he starts pulling these top guys very early in the slams. Because mm-hmm. if that's the case, then it's going to be very hard for him to make it back. That's true. So he need to he need to wake up and fast. I feel like he kind of had sort of a, a very quick rise too, you know, because we mm-hmm. like first saw him probably what what year was that that he lost to Rafa in Miami? Was that fifteen or sixteen? Uh in Miami? I think it was it was one of the it was either Indian Wells or Miami. He lost to he lost to Rafa and it was like this close match and he had Rafa like on the ropes. Oh yes, I remember this. And he almost beat him in straights and then Rafa came back and won it in three. And that was that was kind of when that was my first time really seeing him and seeing like, oh, this kid can really play and he just kind of like didn't have it in that moment because that was his first time really playing a top player and having that kind of opportunity. But then it wasn't very long after that, that he started winning. And so we've seen him be able to beat these top players and stuff like that. But I feel like sometimes with the younger players, 
um, it takes a, a season or two for the other players on the tour to kind of figure out how they play and what to do right. against them. Mm-hmm. And I feel like at this point, most of the tour has kind of figured out, especially early on in a tournament or a slam, what to do against him. And the fact that he's not going to step inside the baseline and do anything to hurt you, even though he, he is can. way too tall and way too strong to be, to be standing that far. Yo, yeah. it's crazy because he, he hits the ball so well. But he will not step in, and I don't no. understand that about these. It's people. very Andy Roddicky almost, where it's like I'm going to stand back here and loop the ball. Right. As yeah, like he should. He should be slamming winners in. down. He should be slamming mm-hmm. winners down on all these people. My first time taking note of Zverev was Australian Open 2017 when he lost to Rafa in five. In five. That was the year I, after. I feel like. Yeah, I so thought 16, when I when I matters. that's the first time I really took note of him. I was like, okay, this kid might you know he might be something, but um, right. you know he he is something. I'm not gonna say he's nothing, but you know he is something, but he's not where he's not I thought he would be by now. Yeah. yeah, even though even though he is still very young, he's 22 and he's doing a lot better than the rest of these 22 year olds are. True, but um, it's still a little uh, a little a little disappointing to see him not be able to get it together. I would kind of hope that, like, seeing Tsitsipas, like, breathing down his neck would inspire him to play better, but that hasn't seemed to be the case. No, it's kind of going in the other direction. <laughs> yeah. 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 Time will tell, I guess. Okay. Uh, mm. the next Can we skip this up. next one? <laughs> Girl, I'm exactly, exactly my thoughts. Um, I would like for them both to lose. Um, Query is the lesser of two evils in a former semifinal. So him. That's all I gotta say. I yeah, I that's that's who I'm picking as well. Uh, Dominic team going out in round one the way he did was not surprising at all. I picked Sam to win that match, but it's still mm-hmm. very disappointing because mm-hmm. I mean he got bageled in the fourth set. Like Jesus Christ, you number five, you just made the French Open final. What are you doing? Uh, yeah, you know how Sam Sam is like the uh, the Lasicki of the men's side here. He, he likes is, to peak. Right? He likes to peak against the top guys who have done well at the French yeah, early on. The last few years. Let's um. see. We got uh, Fonini took out Tiafo in round one, and then he lost to fucking Sangren in round three. That's just fucking unacceptable. I mean, he played Tia- uh, Fonini played two five setters, and you know his first two rounds. Then he gets to the third round and he loses in straight sets to. A damn racist, sick man. And Fonini also, I'm pretty. Did is Fonini getting fined for the stuff that he said? Because he was saying something during his match with Sangren. He's saying something about he was complaining about, I guess, being put on that court and saying uh, he hopes like a bomb would blow up yeah. Wimbledon or some shit like that. Yeah, that got some big traction. So hopefully there's, and uh, at least he didn't call Carlos Ramos, who was the chair, a name because yeah. Didn't, get, didn't call him a thief, so you know. Didn't call him a fine. thief, so we probably won't get a fine. Wow. Wow. I didn't even know that. Okay. Mm. This is trash all around. <laughs> just, just trash all around. It don't matter, man. Uh, okay, I'll, I gotta move on. Cause this is yeah, let's move on. Yeah, let's, let's go. Susa <laughs> <laughs> uh, versus Nadal. Uh... Mm, okay, well, Jocelyn Bate beat former finalist Chilich, who is currently having an awful season. Atrocious. Um, can't get past the second round of a tournament to save his life. Um, but this is this is the end of the road, friend. Uh, just Rafa. That's all I got. 
Yeah, yeah. for sure. This is only the second time that Sousa has made it out of the first round here, so... Um, mm, girl, good job. That's good. Good job. Yeah. And your hat up. You did great, but... Mm-hmm. This is it. This is it. Yeah, he got to get ready for that L. Yeah, hopefully he got some doubles or something else going on, but... <laughs> yeah, got it. Um, next matchup is Nishikori versus Kakushkin. Uh, Kay has made the fourth round without dropping a set, which has to be, like, the first time ever for him. No, like, seriously, it's a fucking miracle. Yeah, like... This is exactly what we've been needing him to do. Yeah, and exactly what he said he wanted to do after the French Open. Yeah, a few weeks ago, he mentioned this, so, um... But he's also not sort of had an opponent thus far that he should struggle against, and that should continue with Kukushkin on. Yeah, I was about to say, he shouldn't be worried about Kukushkin either, so Man. he should be in this quarterfinal without dropping a set, and feeling fresh when right. he comes up against his next opponent. That's true, but Kukushkin took out Struff, who has had some big scalps already this season, so I think that he, he must be playing pretty well if he was able to win that in four sets. He also took out Isner, so we would like to take this time to thank you. Rounds of Kukushkin. applause. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you we for your service. It. Yes. <laughs> yes, um, definitely. <laughs> okay, well, the bad news for Kakushkin is it's an 8-0 and head-to-head for K, including Oof. the one here in 2012. <laughs> uh, Damn! Uh, I, did, I didn't know it was that bad. Yeah, and the last six meetings have all been in straight sets. Oh, wow. All right. So, Nishikori, yeah. yeah. Nishikori in straights, here we go. Yeah. If he could make it to this next match, if he could make it to the quarters without dropping a set, that would be oh exactly... Gosh. The thing he needs. Yeah, he could really make some noise. Yeah, uh, yeah. That that's exactly what he needs. But what he doesn't need is to be playing Roger Federer yeah. at Wimbledon. Well, there you go. So yeah. you know. Speaking sure. of Berrettini versus Federer is the last fourth round matchup. Um, Berrettini came into this event playing well, having won Stuttgart, um, and he made good on his seating. He's a 17th seed. He made the fourth round. Um, this is his. This is by far for me the most intriguing of the round of sixteen matches on the men's side. I think so too. I agree. Yeah. Um, I mentioned this to y'all that I didn't realize he's only twenty three and he only turned pro in twenty fifteen. So this is his best and only his second ever Wimbledon result, um, and of course his first meeting against Roger. Um, have y'all seen Roger play at all? I kind of have. I have. I have. I watched. I think I've seen all of his matches. Um, that first round, he lost that first set to that guy. Mm-hmm. It was kind of surprising to see that, but you know, Federer, I guess you know, still finding his getting his legs. And um, it's these his matches have been a little bit tougher than I expected them to be. Like he, they went to a second set tiebreak in his second round. Didn't see that coming, especially not the first set route. And uh, his match against Luca Pui was. Um, closer than I anticipated as well. But if like Berrettini, he, he's going into this match saying he thinks he has the game to win, which I think is the proper mindset to have going, going in against these top guys. So hopefully he can make some noise. Even if he doesn't win, hopefully, like I was saying earlier, he competes. Yeah, it'll be, I think it'll be important for Berrettini to go out there and, and protect his serve early on. Um, and put a lot of pressure on Roger because he has had some tight sets, um, but I think overall he's been serving pretty well. Um, so 
got to go out there and, and go for the it. Type sometimes in the early rounds to kind of only worry about his serve, and then if he breaks, mm-hmm. he breaks. If he doesn't, he doesn't. He doesn't worry about it as much. Right. Um, so. I was I did watch that second set yesterday against Pui and that was that was vintage Federer Funhouse like he he played really well in that match I think especially that second set I would think it's kind of got to be a little bit of an adjustment for him too having played Holly um, because Holly is um, that's a little bit different of some grass than the Wimbledon grass is these years, these days so. Uh, Yes, it might be a little bit like it's probably playing significantly slower. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, he's never going to be on an outside court where it's really playing slow. So, um, yeah, but like it's also their first match, like I said, so he's not going to really know what to expect from Berrettini right away anyway. So um, that first set could be important for Berrettini if he could really come out and, and do some things early. Even still, I'm picking Federer. So, yes. Yeah, I'd say Federer in four. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Ooh, All right. Yeah. So do we think? Else in these matchups? No, not really. Yeah. No, I just um. Uh, I was gonna ask y'all if you really thought that K could knock out Federer here. Absolutely not. No, I don't think so. It would be nice to see it. See it. It would be. It would be great. But, but I don't see that. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, do not see that. If, if this were the U.S. Open, I would give him a lot more of a shot. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. But on grass, absolutely not. I agree. I think we get in the, uh, I think we're in for a Nadal Djokovic final, though. Yeah. I mean, there's there's no one that's left that's going to stop Novak on the, the top. So. It's gonna be it's gonna be a big three final, regardless. I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. Without a doubt. Sadly, I'm tired of it, but you know, it's, it is what it is. My goodness. <laughs> um. <laughs> so, do you want to talk about our best dressed or anything? Ooh. <laughs> yeah, but before we get into that, before we get into that, okay. uh, the mixed doubles: Andy Murray and Ooh. Serena Williams. Won their first match, and it was it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. They played very well together. Like you'd think they've been playing as a team for a while, so they they looked really good out there. And you know. Serena was by far the best player on that court, which was so <laughs> funny to watch. She Shocking. hit a return. She hit a return winner off of that guy, and I was mm-hmm. I was huge. screaming like I was just screaming huge. like she just set up match angle. point in the semis or something. Oh my it was God. it was insane. Even when she's rolling around on the ground, she is still the best player. <laughs> that that was hilarious. I that felt like I every time I think of that gif that's been going around, just cracks me up. Um, also, Venus Andy, and Tiafo. Yeah, they Venus also and Tiafo won their match too. They played they very, pretty, pretty well together. Yeah, Tiafo's Tiafo's volleys did not look half bad. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, he had, he could only go up. Honestly, <laughs> on that front, um, Murray is also out of the men's doubles. They lost yeah. yesterday. He and Air Bear, so uh, it's a pretty big deal mm. for him at this point in the mixed. Um, right. That's another yeah. reason why I was so happy that they got that win because he he had already lost earlier in the day. Right. So I'm like, oh, this this guy has to get a win today. He right. has to. They play they play the number fourteen seeds next. So 
And if they were to get past that, they've got the number one seed in the third round. So, yep. <laughs> Chile. Be but no, they. Out. I mean, they they were playing very well. So, um, Serena also- looked very focused and was moving her feet. So, yeah. But also her volley can only get better. Also, also yeah. had and fun. smiling and being yeah. light, which is something we've not seen from her. I feel like in years, honestly. Yeah. You know. Definitely been a long time. I think this was a good choice, a good decision for her. Yeah. <clears throat> well, speaking of Serena, she is my best dress, so there you go. Same. Hands yeah. down. Yeah. The 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 ladies' kits were a little I don't know. Drab. They're a little drab this year. I mean there's only so much you can do at Wimbledon, but um I feel like the the see through thing that Nike's been doing for like I feel like five years now. Mm-hmm. That's a little played out. Um that that Nike dress that most of the girls are wearing is hideous to me. It looks it's almost like the Moomoo a little bit. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's very, very matronly, as they would say on Project mm-hmm. Runway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Calling out the Project Runway. Oh uh, yes. What a reference. <laughs> oh, no, no. I'm impressed. Um I liked, I thought Benchich, it was okay. I liked the little cutout in the back. Um, I thought Muguruza's dress was nice. Uh, probably the best she's ever looked, and she went out The early, Stella so. line in general, is it was nice. Yeah, yeah, I think Adidas, I think Adidas overall, they look pretty good uh, this year. Even the, the Adidas on the men's side, mm-hmm. they look pretty good. Yeah, they did. They did. Um, yeah. I really liked uh, the kit that uh, Felix was wearing. That kind of looked like a like a sweater vest almost, but it mm-hmm. was just the the shirt. I really liked that. He um, deserves good kits forever. He so, does. Um, I mean, yeah, just absolutely. He should he should never ever have anything but the best as far as kids. That would only be the smartest way to go for him, whoever's dressing him. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm looking at I'm, I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at Felix's kit right now. This is my first time getting a good look at it. It does look really good. And you're right about the sweater vest thing. This is cool. Yeah. Good job Nike. I don't know if any of the other guys were wearing this one. Um I admit I haven't been watching too many men. <laughs> They've, uh, they've been doing, Nike's been doing better about giving everybody a little bit something separate, not exactly identical. So I don't, I didn't notice anybody else wearing anything like what he was wearing. Okay, okay. But yeah, overall, this hasn't been, uh, Wimbledon of, of recent years hasn't been the highlight of fashion, but. This year in particular, I don't feel like there's been too many standouts. So, well, they kind of ruined their own. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like they, with the the way the rules have gone since the orange, yeah. Year, like they've kind of just. It's, it's very, it's very boring now. Like you know, they. Yeah, I guess they better, don't want anybody. Better ruined it. Yeah. Better ruined it for everybody. Um. Yeah, I kind of miss like at least a little bit more of a pop of color or something in there. Um, I was actually surprised that they let Serena wear what she's wearing, honestly, because I didn't even know you could have like your whole back out like that at Wimbledon. Like, 
because she's never done anything like that before. And we, you know, the Thought Rena era, she didn't give us this. And I, and I know in 04, she had a different kit that they turned down. They rejected it, and then she wore the dress that she wore. Yeah. So I, I, would never I know forget for that. sure that it was a midriff. I know she was trying to get I almost wonder if the rule is you can't have a bare midriff. So she's like, I will give you this Just tiny little, little piece right of fabric in the front. <laughs> but I'm, I'm wearing this dress, bitch. <laughs> Uh, yeah, maybe. yeah, that that uh that 04, that dress in 04, I wanted to see it so bad because she talked about an impress. She was like, she she has another dress that's super sexy, but they won't let her wear it. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted to see it so bad. I was surprised this imagine. year. I was surprised this year to see the Adidas kit have that ring of color on them. I didn't think that's they true. would allow that at all. That's true. I think it has to be like it's like a certain width that you have to stay in between. Okay. Because for you know, for a few years, Serena was rocking the the colored shorts under, mm-hmm. <laughs> under her dresses yes. with the the wristbands to match, and they just they cut that shit out after Federer and his orange shoes. They did. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Overall, Serena and Adidas for the win. Yeah. I think so too. Um, I saw somebody say something about. Uh, the thin headband being better than the thick headband. <laughs> I saw that too. A lie if I ever saw one, I'm telling you. I mean, like, what are you saying? Like, it's gotta, I don't know. That's, that was shocking. Yeah. Seeing shocking. that thing twist around under like 75 bobby pins. I don't, yeah, I no, can't. My yeah. Trying to keep it in place. Nah, I'm all right. Um, Anybody have a best match so far? No. <laughs> <laughs> like even like all these these long matches, like the matches that have gone five or you know like deep in the final set, they haven't really been all that compelling to me. Right. So yeah, nothing I feel like is really... the, a lot of these matches, the results have felt like never in doubt, even if they are going deep. Right. Um, I think Nadal Kyrgios was the most high quality or at least um, entertaining for maybe other reasons. But Mm. I think that's probably the match of the first week. Um, But shout out to Coco and Polona Herzog. Um, I think that that's the, the most watched match. She, Miss Coco pulled some Serena us open final numbers in that match. (laughs) I think that was a five, two rating. So a lot of people were tuning yeah, in. Yeah, a lot of people were definitely watching that. And that's that's great. I'm glad a lot I'm glad people are taking to her. Like they, they are over there going off for her like she's one of their own. These mm-hmm. women in crowds, I'm like in shock. Like, is she British? Like <laughs> I mean, they are real I've I've never heard them go up for anybody like that. Like they absolutely they not. Really... Seriously, like the way the wow. way the hill went bananas when she won that second set, it was it was insane. They were out there jumping around and hugging each other. It was it was crazy. It's really cool to see. I hope they um, I hope she can stay with Halep at least for a little bit, you know, to give the crowd something to kind of go crazy about. Maybe that maybe they, the crowd can kind of shake Halep a little bit in the match. You know, you know, you never. I know. mean, we we know the crowd is going to be on Coco's side. Yeah. So, uh, hey, and she's back out on court one, or she won her first two rounds in straights. So I think she'll kind of feel you know a little familiar territory. I think I think she'll carry herself. I still think Howard's going to be too much for her, but I think she'll um, 
I think she'll handle the occasion pretty well. You know, we saw her get really nervous in round three, mm-hmm. but um, I think she'll kind of be more steady tomorrow. Yeah, but I also think that that match against Herzog was the first one that she felt like she was expected she, to win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah so coming out back against someone who she is not expected to beat again, right. I think will be allow her to play a little bit more freely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you make a really good point. Really good point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all of the other matches in week one were just kind of yeah. meh. Yeah, and it's crazy because I was I was waiting for something to kind of grab me the way Sitsipas uh, uh, Wawrinka did in Paris. Mm-hmm. That match was off the charts from start to finish. I'm still waiting for that here. Hopefully we get it soon. Yeah, we'll see. Mm. Andy, you mentioned uh, disappointment of the tournament for you earlier. Uh, Oh, yeah. Uh, Vika Azarenko uh, really didn't show up against Halep, which was kind of disappointing. I really thought that this was going to be the tournament and the match that really was going to get her back on to the right track, but mm-hmm. um, promising signs, I guess, but that was a disappointing end for her. I was talking to um, one of my other friends, my teammates the other day, and we were talking about that match, and it's just kind of, I, I almost feel like she's still sort of in the same situation that I see Serena in, where like, it's just sooner or later, she's gonna have to beat one of these top players. Like she's get, she's doing well to get, Vika's doing well to get to the round that she gets to, but then once right. she gets there, she's not beating the seed, whoever it is, that top player. Sooner or later, she's going to have to reestablish herself against the top player in mm-hmm. order to really begin to advance to the later stages where she wants to be. And it just absolutely did not happen this tournament. Yeah, she um she I I haven't seen her play as well this year as she did in that first round against Serena and Indian mm-hmm. Wells. But that that said for anybody. True. Very true. But um I think that like like you were saying, like that could be said about anybody. I think that was just because Serena was across the net and that's somebody they, they both match up really well against each other. They mm-hmm. play well pretty much. They they play good matches pretty much every time they play. Mm-hmm. So um yeah, I like. I think the um the hard courts, the the North American swing is going to be good for her. I think she, I think she'll have she has a better chance of getting a a top scout um this summer than she does anywhere else. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully, she plays like some of the smaller ones. Like I hope she plays San Jose, like one of those other small events to just hopefully get some W's under her belt. Right. Because I feel like she's been reluctant to play smaller events. I don't know if that's true, but I don't. I don't feel like she's been entering too many smaller events to just get some W's, get some rhythm. Yeah, and like some she points. right at first, but she was losing still, so it just didn't, maybe she just kind of thought, like, there's no point in doing this, you know? Yeah, I think she needs to, um, she needs to get some points under her belt to try to bring that ranking up a little bit. She's not far <laughs> off from being seated in places, so um, I think she, once she gets those points up and she gets a seating to where she you know, she can get a better draw. I think she'll be able to play herself into some of these tournaments better. Well, let's hope. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully she, uh, the top person she gets is Pushkova because we know for a fact that she can handle her. 
And That's I, true. You know, even though she she beats her pretty much all the time, they you know I think um I think that win would do a lot for Vika. I agree. She like yeah, I feel like she just needs that one big statement win. Seriously, and getting it this summer, going into the U.S. Open, will be big for mm-hmm. her because it's a tournament she's played well at before. I think she'd take a take a whole lot from that. I feel like she struggled mostly with finding like a nice. C plus B minus game to just like get through. Like mm-hmm. I almost feel like when she runs up against these top players, she feels like she has to red line mm-hmm. to stay with them. Where mm-hmm. before she didn't feel like she had to do that. Like right. she was a she was a ball machine at her best. So I mean it's 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 interesting to kind of see that from her. Yeah. We'll see. It would be an interesting summer for sure. Okay, so we've reached the end of the episode, but um, I have something a little bit different coming up. Uh, uh, I just have some things I need to say and get off my chest. Um, It's a little wordy, so bear with me. Um, A lot of people know Sam Groth made some comments this week about Serena's comments about Ash Barty. Um, Now, normally I like to let shit like this go these days because I like to save my energy for people I actually care about. And after all these years of keyboard slice and dice after folks came for the queen, I, much like Serena proclaimed of herself this week, am too old to be in controversy. Um, I also feel like we're at a point where people are using Serena's name for clout or a place in history when they can't earn it on their own. Um, but Sam said some things that absolutely left me incensed. So I just had to address it. Um, Serena, of course, was asked about Ash on Sunday in pre-championships media. That means at the time, Barty had been world number one for a whole six days when Serena was asked this question. Now, let's be honest. The last decade has proven that When Serena is not number one, that ranking gets passed around like the hottest of hot girl summer potatoes, okay? Who knows who has it what week? You really, truly expect Serena to be concerned with that going into Wimbledon while knowing she's not even in the chase for the ranking and doesn't look at the draws. I mean, come on. Um, Now, Serena saying that Ash is a nice person isn't disrespectful or derogatory, quote-unquote, as you put it, Sam Groth. It's the truth. And she said it because these girls are not nice. Ladies like Ash or even Kim Kleisters when she was on the tour are well known within the tennis community to be nice girls in the locker room. Don't you think there's a reason for that? These other girls aren't nice. They don't like each other. They don't practice together unless it's for Fed Cup and they don't hang out. Okay. You were in the men's locker room where everyone is all buddy-buddy all the time, which is, by the way, some real fake shit. Okay. Um, but you were married to Jarmilla Wolf, a WTA, WTA player. She must have told you about how the ladies behaved toward one another on tour. You clearly didn't listen, which has probably played a part in why y'all aren't together anymore. Okay. Ash stands out. Serena's been on tour 20 plus years. And for most of that time, these girls hated her. Okay. That's through at least three generations of tennis players. They weren't nice to her. So Ash being nice matters it stands out to her um now saying that she gave no credit for achievement or that she quote unquote seems to have no idea about much anything much that happens in the sport 
makes it seem like you can't read because she complimented Ash's game and pointed out that the ranking hadn't come from winning Roland Garros alone because she'd also won Miami. Now, someone who has no idea about the sport could not have recalled that. Petra Kvitova, Naomi Osaka, and even Andy Murray all made similar comments, referencing Ash's game and athleticism as well as her results. They were all have said to have been complimentary of Ash Barty. So how are their comments any different from Serena's? Now, for the real reason I'm doing this. See, because all this other shit I could have let go. But then you said Serena, quote unquote, has not done anything for the women's, has not done for the women's game what others have done for the men's. Mm -hmm. Have you lost your privileged under-researched, no lips having, but still speaking out of turn ass mind? Okay, motherfucker, first of all, what the fuck have you done for the sport? Yeah, you with your career high ranking of number 53. You who's only claimed any type of notoriety in the sport is hitting a serve during a challenger match that you lost. Okay, Serena's entire existence alone does more for this sport than you ever will. She keeps the sport on the fucking map. That's why her name is in your mouth now, a year and a half after retirement, because otherwise you'll just fade away. Okay, whatever bubble you're in that has you convinced that Serena Williams hasn't given anything back to this sport, it's probably the same barrier disallowing you from realizing that outside of the diehard tennis fans, no one know who's, knows who any of you are. Okay, the world knows Serena, not Roger or Rafa or Novak, and certainly not you. I don't have time to list all Serena's contribution to this sport. A sport, by the way, that has done nothing but tear her down and kick her once she's low enough for over two decades. Google is free, and I suggest you use it before you open them two flat-ass horizontal lips on your face again. But I will say that, beyond what she has done, Serena has never and will never owe you or this elitist-ass sport a goddamn thing. Keep her name out your mouth, bitch. And that's all I got. I'm sorry. Blue. I just had to say that. <laughs> and that is that. God damn. That was a read, Seth. Okay. I well just, done. I was, wow. I was fine until he said that last part about her not doing anything for the sport. Is he, is he okay? Does he know what he's saying? That's ridiculous. That's an absolutely ridiculous claim, and I just could not let it go. And, you know, I'm locked on Twitter. I've been locked for a while. I'm tired of going after these hoes all the time. You know, I'm too old for this shit, and it's just all the time, just constant. But this shit right here, I just could not let it go, okay? It just... I had to I had to woo start right then because I was about to unlock on his ass. It was like one o'clock in the morning. I was reading this shit. And I was like, oh, okay. So that's what he said. Like I didn't I didn't even look into it at first, but then I just happened to glance and see that comment. I was like, no, okay, that's unacceptable. Like there's just no way that you can say something like that and get away. I with just, it. That's just ridiculous. I just don't even know how what Serena said got misconstrued as like an insult. Like she is crazy. Like Serena. Serena doesn't talk about these other girls like that. And if she does, it's always so complimentary. Yeah. And, like, she doesn't talk about, like, like that about everybody. She, I mean, they should be happy that she even knows who Barty is at this point. Like. Exactly. Wow. That, uh, yeah. I didn't, I didn't even read the article because I didn't, I didn't need another reason to be mad. But I can't believe that he would even have the guts to 
to even open his mouth about it. I don't, I just, I don't understand, like, what would have been better? Like, she complimented the girl, talked about how she had won Miami and Roland Garros, and she said, she said, like, she's had a great season. Like, that's what she was telling the reporters. Like, y'all, it's not just about the French. This didn't come out of just nowhere. Like, she's had a great season. Like, what, what did he want her to say that would have been better? I don't understand. Or was has it just had the a fact great that season, has flawless technique. I mean... And, and it's just the fact that it's Serena at this point. It has yeah, to absolutely. be. That's it. Absolutely. Mm. Sad. Well, it's okay because no one will remember who Sam Groth is at this point next week. So. And that's just exactly. that. That's the bottom fucking line right there. Um, well, you know, I'm looking forward to another week, hopefully, of better and more memorable tennis but um you know there's some good matchups in here in the fourth round so hopefully it'll lead to some even better matches in the quarterfinals and on um you know hoping for serena to pull it all out oh my god i just <laughs> i'm taking it one match at a time i'm like i'm staring at you carla girl i need to yeah that's first. it first <laughs> i just uh yeah um yeah but hopefully Things will turn around. I mean, this is a slam-winning kit, so... It is. But we, we've we been saying this for a minute, but uh, yeah. this one really is, so... Fingers crossed. Uh, well, um... Please continue to rate and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, we're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Play. We're on Spotify. Um, yes, we do, because I said, I think last time, yes, we do still have our YouTube channel up if you want to follow us there too. Absolutely do that. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, rate and subscribe. It's, it's very important to us, and we like to see what you think and what you would like to hear from us. Um, also, follow us on social media. Uh, once again, our Twitter is Hold Your Ponytails. My personal Twitter is at Hey Seti Baby. I'm at I'm Nels. I'm at Landy K, okay? Yeah, follow us. Say say something. Please don't come into our mentions loud and wrong, but, you know, say hi. It's fine. But if you're bold, come at us. <laughs> <laughs> We're waiting. <laughs> Absolutely. We don't run. We don't run at all. Um, yeah, so, you know, hopefully we can have some good matches. We may or may not reconvene at the end of the tournament. We'll see. Yes. Um, <laughs> See how we feel for real. Because <laughs> I might not be in the mood. So who knows? <laughs> uh, but uh, other than that, you know, thank you for listening. And until next time, we'll see y'all later. Peace. Bye. What did I say? You didn't hear?